Friday, good afternoon. It's live boiling with you for the next hour or so. Uh, we will be talking about me today. Well, not so much me, but the media. And generally, do you trust them? Now, don't forget, if you want to get involved in the conversation at any stage, you can text or WhatsApp on 85 That's 85 If you want to come on the air or have your comment read out, just send in your comment. If you want to come on the air, just WhatsApp the words, let me on. And of course, they will give you a quick call back and we'll try and get you on the air a little bit later on to talk to us. The question simply today is, do you trust the media? Last week, Ben Scallon from Grip Media spoke to Pascal Donoghue about the importance of RTE and importance of the media and maybe the importance of misinformation or indeed information. Let's have a little look at that clip before I ask the real question. Minister, the Taoiseach says that the government won't allow RTE to cease operating and many ministers have said that RTE has an essential role in preserving Irish democracy. So I'd like to ask, how does the government giving money to the media bolster democracy exactly in your view because public service broadcasting is an, an important element of how democratic societies function um uh, it is for two particular reasons uh, number one uh, there are many things that go on within our society that organizations who only have a commercial mandate simply can't cover uh, because they don't have the resources to do it and there isn't always the interest in covering off uh uh, some matters and we need a public service broadcaster that has the ability uh, to cover off parts of our society which a commercial mandate uh, of itself wouldn't justify being covered um, and secondly with all of the change that's underway uh, in our media landscape uh, with all the new technologies that are coming up with all of the pressure that's underway for example with regard to disinformation uh, I think it is uh, and makes sense uh, that we have a state broadcaster that can be part of the response back to them. So would you say then that, again, the government giving money to the media would make them less prone to misinformation, that that would be in some way a, a, a preserve them from uh, running false stories? Would you, would you say that IT is more truthful than other media outlets, let's say? <laughs> I'm going to have to pause before I answer that particular question. Look. We, we, we've given lots of different, uh, I've made lots of decisions over the last number of years that have had an, an aim of how we can support media in general. And I will point to the fact uh, that the VAT decision that I made in relation to newspapers a number of years ago, because I recognise that there's an important, really, really important role for print media in a democracy. And in particular, if I look at the decline of local media, uh, and local news. I think we get the general the gist of it, Pascal. Yes. Okay. Now, according to, by the way, the Irish Independent this morning, the influence of the far right is growing in Ireland, according to a new study analysing online platforms. And this research seemingly was conducted by the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, which you've never heard of them before, but better known as the Ministry of Truth. Uh, they're called the ISD, or the ISD. Uh, found that social media platforms are largely failing to enforce their own community guidelines in terms of service. It is the accumulation of a year's work carried out by analysts Aoife Gallagher, Kieran O'Connor and Francesca Weiser. More than 13 million posts were analysed. I'm sure I was analysed probably in there as well, as probably were Grip Media too. 12 platforms from 2020 uh, to 2023 as part of the study. This included popular sites like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, as well as alternative platforms uh, like uh, Getter Gallagher. 
Gab and Rumble and it said that anti-lockdown protests during the pandemic were fueled by misinformation about COVID-19 and the vaccine, while recent protests, like those carried out at the Cork City Library, were encouraged by the spread of hateful contents against the LGBT community. So do you trust the media? Social media, the media. Do you trust it all or any of it? Or is it all misinformation and you just have to make up your own mind? Now, uh, I want to get your views on this. And if you want to text us, uh, WhatsApp us, the number as usual, 85 That's 85 We just go to John. John, hi, how are you? Oh, how are you doing, John? Hi, all things. Uh, John, okay, the, the question we're asking today is, do you trust the media? Um, not all of the media. Certainly, anyway, I would trust um, the like of yourself. And especially since you've gone to the podcast, because you can say stuff on that, that you possibly mightn't get away with and, and, and other venues, right? Um, I don't trust the print media because, as John McCorker said there, he mentioned some of the characters that write for these papers. I'm not going to mention them, there's no time for them. But, like he mentioned, the word opinion piece, right? And what's happened here, the people know that were writing for years and are still writing for those said same papers right now. Their opinion piece right now has become almost gospel. That every syllable that they put out on print there, right, everything they say if they're being interviewed, right, is gospel, right? It's not. It's just one person writing a column. It's an opinion piece. That's why it's called an opinion piece. It's not gospel. I don't have to go along with it. You don't have to go along with it. Your rather large audience listening today doesn't have to go along with it. I clash with one of the reporters at the what I call the local rags at this stage because I had no time for the lo- two local papers uh, on the abortion thing because every, every columnist they seem to have were all pro-abortion. And I said it to them. To one and was, was there the any, you know, in the Examiner, the Echo, were there any uh, pro- what you would call pro-life pieces over, say, even during the referendum, were there pieces? No, no, they seem to be all swinging the other way, which seem to be like right across the... Well, the well then they're not really serving their audience, are they? Because, you know, well, let's, well, be, not, let's be clear about it. Not Obviously, the, there was a 67% vote in the referendum at that particular time, but that still means 33% yeah. of their readers are pro-life. Yeah. It's, the same, it's the same thing with the library protests. I know all those guys there, right? I mean, I mean a lot of them are pro-life, like they're Christians like myself. And the thing is, they've been portrayed as pure scumbags and that they're right-wing scumbags. They're not... This is not about LGBT or anything. This was about the stuff that was being put in the, the children's section inside in public libraries. And they had a, a, a quite a legitimate reason for going in there and to question that. And just because there was, and again, this is the reporting. And if you go into one of the guys, I'd say his name, Ras Lahive, go into his Facebook page and you'd see the Lord Mayor of Park grabbing his phone and throwing I saw it, yes. I did see that, yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Okay, well, 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 hang on, hang on a second, because I want to come to Morris and I have to go to David and Breed as well. Morris, hi, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Niall. I have a lot uh, of people, a lot of people to get through today, so I'm going to make it quick with everybody. I do apologise to everybody, by the way. Uh, Morris, do you trust the media? Um, most media, I wouldn't like. The, I, I could see through a lot. Like I'd read different newspapers, see different news programs, and I could see the biases in certain issues. And in relation to the national broadcaster, I, I wouldn't trust much of what they say. Like to be honest, when you you can go by going by the the weather broadcast, like <laughs> that's not always accurate, unfortunately. Um, well, but like, it, well, to to be to be fair, to be fair to Matt Aaron who would be the ones responsible for putting the weather on, although it's got a bit dramatic lately. But to be fair, it, it's it's a difficult thing to predict the weather. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they get it right some of the time, they get it very wrong other other times. 
But anyway, um, getting to my point, like for instance, there's no counter argument in relation to immigration. For instance, they say they put out as if oh, our population is getting older, um, that we need people coming in. There's no question about oh, so everyone's a doctor and engineer, everyone has a job sorted at their lad when they come there and they have accommodation sorted. No, and who's paying for that? The the, the average Joe who's been paying into the system for thirty, forty years. And you don't and believe the it. you don't believe the media give give you that? Well, RTE give you that. No, they, they they don't. Like they don't give the figures. Like for instance, I was saying for a number of years that like the reality is more than likely they would be talking about increasing the pension age to like so seventy five, like in other countries, like in Germany and the the Netherlands have up to I think seventy four, and people are saying, oh, that's ludicrous. Well, how do you expect them to pay everyone who's supposed to be entitled to it, and then all the people that haven't paid into the system who, once they get an Irish passport. Mm they'll be entitled to the old age pension. And um, and and now they're talking about it. Now the year Sir I came out and said it, it, advising government to up the old age pension to 75. Yeah, well, they did try and do it a few years ago and they had to kind of recant on it again. But I mean, that's a whole other issue. Actually, the good topic for another day, I'm going to be honest with you, the pension. But generally speaking, Morris, you don't have a huge amount of faith in the media. Like, yeah, and also in relation to referendums and stuff, the politicians, like, they don't listen to the people. Like, there's a lot of issues that have to be dealt with, like, a number of but issues. Where do they, yeah, but where do they, I, I'm not disagreeing with the politicians don't listen to the people sometimes, but, like, but, yet, but what, where was the media, what, what role do the media play in that? They're, they're preventing, like, so me, for instance, like, I, if, I'm, if I'm having a debate on the issues I'm raising, like, I go into pubs, whenever I raise certain issues, everyone in the pub says, yeah, no one ever talked. I don't go walk into a pub and hear about, oh, we have to do something about the blasphemy laws. Uh, you know, the charity, like, who, who, like, has anyone been um, hurt from it? No. Just because there it, it was an issue raised with Stephen Fry and Gabe Byrne mm. and nothing happened, yet that had to be dealt with. But those laws are gone now. They, they were voted out on a referendum three years or four years ago now. It was so. a waste of space. Oh, I know, no, I know. I couldn't agree with you more, by the way. Blasphemy laws are ridiculous. But now we're bringing in a whole new set of blasphemy laws, which is called disinformation. Uh, Morris, thank you very much indeed. Let me go to David. David, hi, how are you? How are you, Niall? How Thanks are you doing? very much. Good. David, do you trust the media? Uh, no, I don't. I don't uh, particularly trust the media, no. The new study out today by the uh, Institute of Strategic Dialogue. Yeah, it's a, if you want to print it out, it's good for toilet paper. Sorry? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you I fine. Hear you again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're losing your line there, David, wherever you are at the moment. Are you, are you somewhere down a well or behind a door? Or? Uh, I'm, I'll come back to you. David, just try and clear your phone up and I'll come straight back to you in a second. Let me just go to Breda. Breda, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good, Breda, do you trust the media? No, no, not as far as I trolled them and that wouldn't be a foot away from me. No, I, I, I think you're one of the few that tells it like it is, Niall, and I'm not Bye-bye. just saying that because... Sorry? Yeah, go ahead, come. No, I'm just, I just, you know, like, they they give the slant they want to give to people. They They... You know, it's like back in back in 2018, we were headline news to say we were robbing from the company, passengers and everybody else. The flash, the, like the, the flashback we got from that was horrendous. Yeah. People wouldn't let us put bags up for them because thought we were robbing them and everything else. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember that story, but but it, but it sounds yeah. it sounds inaccurate anyway. But uh... well, our, the head, our, our, the head of our um, 
our Air Lingus chief, uh, Mike Rutter at the time, came out and made this statement. Now, it backfired badly because, you know, we stopped. We wouldn't sell their papers anymore. We just left them there. Yeah. In the end, they withdrew because we had the power to say we're not going to be spoken about like that and then think we're going to walk up and down and go, would you like to buy their paper? Nah. Yeah, after like, they've just painted that rubbish about us, yeah. Yeah, which was completely untrue, you know. Um, but I mean, it's like that. That's just they. they I feel they, they go a lot of the time for sensitization. They don't. They don't want to get the actual facts. They don't look into something, or they lean towards a certain party or whatever, and they'll always, you know, they'll get how fabulous they are and everything else. So, no, I, I mean, I, what, what I, I think mean, is despicable, and, and I'm going to a classic example, and John gave it, and I give it again in relation to RT News. Um, we got a classic example of how they censor news. Ashling Murphy's boyfriend, Ashling, who was tragically murdered by Joseph Pushka, um, Ryan Casey, gave a victim impact statement. And he, yeah. in his statement, he said, how can someone come to this country, get social housing, social welfare, not hold down a job of any description and never contribute yeah. for, to society for 10 years? And then he goes on to talk about how he murdered Ashling, right? Yeah. Or he took that part of the statement out. Of course they did. Because, because, they, because they don't want any negative, uh, any negative kind of views around immigration. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, and did you also see that he is now used? He was, he was, he was charged as a young person for having an underage sex. And now he's taken that in. He doesn't want to be sent to Mount Joy. He wants to be, he's, he's calling himself, um, what would you call somebody that's like... He wants diplomatic he's, immunity he's, or something, does he? No, no, he's, he's, he's classed as a sex offender. Oh, a so sex offender. Yeah. Yeah, so now he has to be sent to Cloverhill or down to Port Leash. Right, okay. Well, to be honest with you, if you yeah. ask me, nowhere good enough for him. Um, but yes, you're right. Before he left oh, Romania, no, he was he him. was involved in uh, having uh, underage sex. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And he, he, was, and he, was, a he was he was a sex offender. Yeah. yeah. So but mind you, he still managed that. to come to Ireland, didn't he? You know what I mean? I don't know yeah, but how that happens. It's a whole other thing. Yeah, and and none of this is covered. Like you don't see Archie. But I mean, it's a fair it's a fair comment and a fair story to ask how somebody can come to Ireland as a sex offender. Live here, never work a day in his life, raise his family, get a free house, and get social welfare on the taxpayers, and live with a sour sitting on a chair all the time. You know, that it's a fair Irish question. People, the poor Irish people can't even get themselves. Yeah, it's a fair question. You I know, mean, we should be allowed to ask right. these questions, but unfortunately, RT tells you you can't ask those questions. You're not allowed to ask those questions. But why? Why can't you ask those questions? Yeah, no. Like RT here in serious bother because, like, I mean, the amount of people who stop paying TV licenses and everything else. I mean, I can see people come to a point where they're going to say, I'm not paying the license, so bring me to court, bring me to jail, because they're, they're, they're living the high life of what we're putting paying every year for what? For crap? Okay, well, do me a favor. Stay there, Brida. Uh, Dave, I'm going to be with you in a second. Let me just try David again, the other David Conroy again. David, hi, how are you? Are you back? Yeah, are you back, David? Yes, oh, yes I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, but so, so David, the question is, do you trust the media? No, I don't. Certainly not. Um, and this is, I actually, I went back to school and I studied, I got a qualification in broadcast production. And uh, um, one of the things that I found interesting was this, this kind of a, there's a, the Irish media in particular is very homogenous. Um, like there seems to be, seems to be one set of views and even one kind of category of society that is rep represented in the media. Mm -hmm. Um and one of, the, one of the ways I saw this is, uh, uh, there's two points I wanted to make. One of the ways I saw this was, uh, I was at two different uh, occasions where one of my lecturers actually was a, um, a very well-known writer for the Irish Times. 
And I was at another masterclass where one of the heads of Morning Ireland was there. And um, one of the things I asked them is like, so to the Irish Times, I said, what, what, what should, as a student, I was saying, saying what, what should my consum- what should my diet of media be? You know, if I want, to, if I'm in this business, or whatever. And she said, well, from the morning I usually get up, I check Twitter, I uh, I check the Guardian, the New York Times, and the BBC World Service or whatever, right? Um, and then the other masterclass for Morning Ireland, um, I said, what where do you get your news from? Where where how do you like form the news in Ireland? And she said. Well, normally when I get up, I get up straight away, check Twitter, check the Guardian, check the New York Times, and I was like, and I said to her, I said to her, um, you know, it's funny that you say that because my lecturer who works for the Irish Times uh, said the exact same thing, mm. and it just seems funny that 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 all these kind of outlets that are giving us the news are. Uh, getting all their news from the exact same places with the same kind of same narrative, the and same, same spin. Yes, narrative. Mm. And another thing as well is, you, with with the amount of kind of multiculturalism in this country at the moment, uh, you wouldn't see any. It's all. It always seems to be kind of a certain demographic that represents the news. As I was saying earlier, you wouldn't see someone from Nigeria delivering the six one news or running a uh, a political show. Or someone from Poland. There's a lot of po- Polish people here that've here for many years. You wouldn't see any of them uh, delivering the news or any or, or running in, in the executive branch of the, any of the media companies. Um, it all seems to be a certain demographic that represents a certain opinion, as the others there you were talking to were, were saying. And it, it's it's just I wouldn't tr- I wouldn't trust it as a result of that. All, all of the kind of the debates that have taken place, the the political commentary. They all seem to tilt us to kind of nudge us towards a certain opinion. And by the way, that's I did say to John McGurk, that's fine. I mean, like Grip Media, for example, would be a slightly conservative. You got the Journal, which would be very liberal. Uh, I can be a little bit conservative, I'm sure, so people who listen to me know what to expect. I put my own spin on things, yeah. but that's all fine. But when we're talking about the national broadcaster, who are paid for by the taxpayer, you know, the taxpayer is not paid yeah. for me, paid for by the taxpayer. You expect impartiality, and you expect to hear yeah. both yeah. sides of every debate. And that's what you should expect, and that's what you should get. But you're not getting that, and you're right. When we look at Ireland, for example, when it comes to national media in Ireland, we get one side. I mean, they're all pretty much on the same side, on the side of the government, and all pretty much liberal. You even go to the UK, for example, you don't have to go very far, and, you know, you've got Sky News, which are, I suppose, Sky News would be very liberal, and then you've got Talk TV, GB News, if that's your kettle of fish, you can watch them slightly more right-wing or, or conservative. So at least you have a choice. There is no choice in this country. And even when you even when you listen to like politicians being interviewed, they always get a soft interview. Like they never get absolutely. But that's why they won't come on my show. (laughs) That's that's why they refuse to come on my show because I refuse to give them a list of stupid questions before they even come on. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, Brita. Just very quickly, go. But now you you have something similar in America. Like you have CNN will 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 back one particular. They be the liberals, and Fox will be the conservative. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and if you look at the, if you only look at CNN, you'll only get one side of things and they're completely lambasted the other side and vice versa. You but know? we don't but we don't have that in this country, and then we get this report that comes out today by a group of people who are clearly are liberals. All you gotta do is look at their own social media accounts and you can tell the type of individuals they are, and that's fine, right? That's what they want to do. But they bring out this report essentially suggesting that, you know, anything that doesn't agree with the government narrative must be misinformation. 
you oh, know. That's well, yeah, that, well, that's more or less what the report says. I say, the, but the best thing you could do with this report, by the way, is probably, as I said, print it off and use it in your bathroom for toilet paper. Uh, no, that's what... it wouldn't be soft enough for my little area. Okay, sorry. Let me go to well, hang on. Let me go to Dave as well. Dave, hi. How are you? What's the crack? Sorry, Dave, for keeping you there. Do you apologise? No, you're fine. No, that's great. Oh, do you trust? Do, do you trust the media? Oh, you've done better to do with your time. Do you trust the media? <laughs> um, I don't really think it, it should be a matter of trust, though. I mean, like this whole idea that we have like liberal news and conservative news. The whole, you know, point of the news is to give you like the facts minus the spin, and then you make up your own mind according to yes. the facts. Yes. Do you, do you know, like that's why, like. When I get my news, I try to get it from as many different places as possible because no matter who you go to, someone has an agenda, be it liberal, conservative, whatever. The truth truth usually tends to be in the middle somewhere, you know, but it's just unfortunately now, and I find this is probably since we've entered the digital age with social media, um, people don't really have the attention span anymore to go, right, is this true? Where are the sources? Where are they getting this information from? Maybe I'll do my own due diligence and track it down and see if it is actually correct, you know? Most people just—I mean, a lot of people nowadays even—they just read, um, they just read the, the headline, and they don't even bother reading the story. I mean, a perfect example is like that school in England that says they're not providing litter trays for you know students who identify as cats. You know, this this old chestnut. And um, going down in the comment sections on stuff like that, and you'll hear people going absolutely apeshit, and you do—you don't even read the story because the story actually says parents got in contact with the school to ask them. They never said that there was a child in the school who identified as a cat or that somebody asked for a litter box because they identified as a cat. Yeah. People just saw the headline, and thanks to, you know, the, um, uh, the old Facebook algorithm, it gets spread around, and people are losing their lives over it. I yeah. mean, if I did that and then read the story, I read the content of the story, I feel like a bit of an idiot afterwards. Well, I mean, let's be clear, it was right on the Daily Mail, which is always clickbait anyway, at the best of times. Well, yeah, we should look, everybody has known for years that the tabloid newspapers are... You know, they take whatever they put out with a pinch of salt. Like, there's a great uh, YouTube channel that I, I get my news from um, a lot of the time as well. It's called TLDR News, and they do, like, British news and global news. They cite all of their sources. They cite everywhere they've gotten the information from. They give it to you in about as fact-based approach as they, um, you know, as they can, with as little spin as they can. And they even said it themselves. They're like, you know, sometimes we may come across as a bit biased, but if we come across as biased, please, let us know, and we will try but to I, change But Dave, with the greatest respect, I don't mind biased news. I don't mind news with a spin on it, right? That's fine if, they, if they're independent news stations, right? But when you have a national broadcaster that's paid for by the taxpayer, then I do mind. Then I have a problem. And I don't, I don't mind, you know, the, you know, the journal, or as I call it, the urinal.ie. I don't mind them having their own liberal spin. That's fine. That's what they do. I don't mind Gripped having their own spin, which is a conservative. That's fine. You have a choice. You can go to either. But when it comes to the national broadcaster, I believe we have a responsibility and a duty to tell the story as it is and let people make no, up their own mind. Yeah, and, and I agree with you there, but like it's been an open secret for a long, long time that, I mean, RT are nearly like the media arm of the state. And you know, that's why when I was talking about RT before, and they said just let them flop and let them stand on their own two feet, because so long as they're suckling at the teeth of the government and they're getting, you know, like money from the taxpayer, they're not going to go and bite the hand to feed them. Well, that, well you know, I, I do believe the 56 million that the government are now going to give them has compromised them. No, of course it is. It's, it's, it's almost like hush money. I mean, I, was, I, I went on a YouTube rabbit hole the other night just watching all Vincent Brown clips, and I was thinking, this is the kind of stuff that's missing 
from the Irish media at the moment. We we don't have a lot of that anymore. We don't no. have much. Was, was this, by the way, when he was have, was that was when he was with RTE or TV Three? Uh, when he was with TV Three. Oh, okay. I saw him giving Stephen Donnelly a good dressing down. That one that's, was brilliant. They, they, <laughs> that's what he, he when Stephen Donnelly went from the Sock Dems over to Fianna Fáil. No, yeah. So to to be fair to RTE, and I don't normally say that sentence very often. Um, there was a time there not so long ago where Stephen Donnelly was being interviewed by, I think it was by Sarah McInerney, and she absolutely nailed him to the wall. She didn't give him, like, he was giving, like, do you know how he likes to go on these long convoluted sentences where he says lots, but really, you know, doesn't say anything in the end? She did hold him to it, you know what I mean? And like, I had to say, do you know, like, you know, like, tip of the hat to her, but there just isn't enough of that out there. We need more shows where you, we have our political figures on a panel show, and had them held to task, hold their feet to the fire. But nobody wants to do that because, A, they won't do it. You know, B, they'll get the soft questions. You know, and C, again, RTE are getting money from the state. So why are they going to turn around and actually hold these people to task? No, that's what I said to you. I, I do believe they're compromised. Dave, stay with me because I'm going to come to Jason and Sean, but I need to come to Eric first. Just before I go to Eric, I've got a quick break. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. All through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. Let me go to Eric. Eric, hi, how are you? Niall, how are you doing? Nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from you too, Eric. Eric, do you trust the media? I don't. Any of us? <laughs> no. Any of us? I don't. Well... <clears throat> You can't trust anything, really, because it's all going to have a bias. But as you've been alluding to on the show, throughout the show, you would expect a national broadcaster, much like the BBC, to come at each story that they put online or print as a, from an impartial standpoint. And uh, I've just done some quick Google searching today, and it's quite obvious that's not happening with RTE, the national broadcaster, who's being bailed out for $56 million by our government through our tax money. Mm. Well, they just when RT ran the story today about this uh, Institute for Strategic Dialogue, this is an organization yep. set up by individuals who clearly have an agenda uh, because they have one side of the argument. You know, I should set up my own little institute uh, tomorrow as well. I could probably do that too with government funding if yep. I had it uh, and produce something as, I believe, rubbish as this. But, but RT are pushing well, that today. The Irish Times are pushing it. The Irish Independent are pushing yep. it. And everybody is pushing Examiner. it. Yeah. Everyone. And that's all right. I, I, like, there's a space for people like the OSD to do their research and figure out if there is actual far right um, nonsense going or on. Or far left, for and, that and matter. Look, or, far, or far left. But that's the thing. In that article from Brian O'Donovan uh, on RTE, there's no mention of far left. There's no mention of a different standpoint or viewpoint. It's all just coming from the view of this OSD organization. And as you pointed out, Eva Gallagher. Kieran O'Connor, I think, is the other person, and Francesca... Francesca Visor, yeah. yeah. Unable to find anything on horror. But those two people, Aoife Gallagher, Kieran O'Connor, you see pro-Palestine stuff, you see all the typical hallmarks of someone who's associated with the far left, transgender flags, pro flags, you name it. And that's and fine. That's and by the way, that's fine. If that's their deal and that's what they're into, that I, they're entitled to their views and opinions and their spin. But there should 100%. also be equally somebody on the other side bringing out another report yeah. saying this is nonsense. There should because... be balance. Absolutely. There should be balance. Look, just like that previous caller mentioned about someone like a Vincent Brown putting people to task. This Brian O'Donovan person or whoever uh, was writing the articles in the other uh, news outlets, they should have had a different point of view. They should have had someone like a John McGork on to counter view uh, this person, Ethan Gallagher, Kieran O'Connor. 
Um, but look, I'll just give you a, a quick uh, experiment for your, your listeners, if you don't mind, if you, if you would oblige me. So that's the top story now in RTA. Most popular story is about this uh, article from the ISD, okay? It happens to come out right after Javier Millet has been elected now in Argentina. That's right, okay? yeah. And of course, we're getting the whole far right, mad, mad Trump, uh, Argentinian Trump, etc. okay? Now, if you if you do a quick Google search and you type in RTE far right, you'll get numerous articles about the far right in Ireland and its influence and in the online sphere. If you type in RTE far left, uh, you'll get a result if you go to the news section on Google of about, about 20 articles here, okay? And, and I'll give you the top two, okay? So I put in Irish far left RTE. Irish study suggests far right, the exact same article that we're talking about. That's the number one result. Second is about SIP2. Third is about Poland's far right politician building support on TikTok. There's no mention of the far left in these results. You go all the way down. There's even a mention of Khalees. You know the singer Khalees moves right, bring yeah, all the yeah. boys to the yard. There's a mention of her, but there's no mention of any far left influence. And if you see anyone that's associated with this Antifa, uh, Antifa group, Antifash, Rhinos, yeah, yeah, any, any of these people. They push pretty just as much hateful rhetoric as they oh, absolutely far right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When someone like I'm married to an immigrant, okay. If someone gives out about immigrants in Ireland and whatnot, I take that a little bit personally. But I understand people, uh, you know, maybe have a, a certain point of view, and I'm not going to, you know. Well, it's a, it's a debate that should. Well, it's a debate that should be allowed. Do you know what I mean? It should be an allowed debate. One hundred percent. I'm not trying to stop their their right to say that, and I'm not going to just brand them as far right either. Unless but they start making really racist involved. remarks or something like that, you know. One hundred percent. But these people that, that, that are, you know, in favour of these types of articles and this type of uh, governance of anyone that has a different point of view, the sentient point of view that's not uh, to the left of Lenin, uh, there are all these people who, they just don't want to hear your point of view, they just want to shut it down. Whereas I feel that the people that are, that are branding as far right, although they may disagree with the viewpoints uh, of these people on the far left, if you will, or people to the left, they're still willing to hear them just because you can hear how stupid but, they But know. I mean, I, I, I mentioned earlier again, and I, I can't mention it enough, and I don't know if Dave heard this when I mentioned it earlier on as well. The classic example of not being impartial was last week on RTE mm-hmm. when Ashling Murphy's boyfriend made a statement, his vic- victim impact statement. And in the yeah. victim impact statement, he said, how can someone come to this country, get social housing, social welfare, not hold down mm-hmm. a job of any description and never contribute to society for 10 years? That was taken out of his victim impact statement by RTE because it seems that would stir up some sort of hatred towards immigrants. Now, that's ridiculous. That's a factual piece of information. Whether you agree with it or not is up for debate. We can all have a chat about that. But it should be reported. Yeah, it's his quote. I mean, as you said, it's an an important piece of information. It's part of how he felt. And also, it opens up the topic of debate. Yes, why did we let some Slovakian immigrant who was a rapist in two other countries come here, live off the state, and then why was he shielded by not only the government, but also the Department of Justice? Because all of the things that have come out since about this person, it's, it's post-trial. It's post But so there's, a, there's a piece, I think, in the end of today, or one of the newspapers there today, and it said, you know, Ashling Murphy's death or murder being used by far right. And I go, no, they're not using it. They're pointing out a oh. fact. Now, it doesn't mean every yeah. immigrant is a rapist or it doesn't mean every immigrant is going to kill somebody or it doesn't mean every immigrant is sitting on their ass not working. It just means this one was. And how does that happen? That's all people want to know. 100%. But that's, and that's my question as well. 
we have enough wasters in Ireland. Why are we important wasters? Okay, but that, 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 we, we, could go, we could go down the immigrant road again. We, we have talked about no, it quite no, no. a lot. I don't, no, sorry, Eric, I'm not trying to silence you, by the way. I'm just saying we could no. have so many people to get to just on the media in general. So when you look no for the news, Eric, when you want to see what's happening in the news, where do you go? Where's your go-to? Uh, well, right now, and this is why I, I felt like calling in today, right now I would go through the lights of the Twitter or I'd just do some Google searches. You know what I mean? I don't okay. rely on RTE for my news. And, okay. and maybe maybe that's wrong. Maybe I should be paying a little bit more attention to the mainstream news. But when you do, you see stuff like this and you kind of say, oh, this is why I don't believe butter with it. This is why. Okay, well, stay there just a second. I'll stay there, Dave, too. We want to go to Jason. Jason, hi, how are you? Hi, Jason. Are you? Jason, so... Uh, where do you go to your news? I just tend to stay away from now, to be honest with you, lad. Okay. I tend not to bother with it. Uh, if, it if it comes on the radio, I'll lower it down. You know that way? Oh, yeah, That's okay. something really twerks in years when, when it comes on, I might let me know something. Because you just don't know what you're getting nowadays. Everybody has their own point of view. And if you go against the main point of view, you're all sorts of names. Bigots, phobic, this, trans, fuck, everything. You know yourself. There's not a name they won't call you. Mm. Um, it, it, there doesn't seem to be any negative... Comments about so, but if you but if you hear something against. like one of your mates on the trucks, or whatever, says you, oh, did you hear such and such? It's, it's an important piece of news, and you want to go and go and have a look and read about it. Do you not have a go-to? Do you go to the like, Gripped Journal, RT no. News, the Irish Independent? Where, where is there anywhere in particular you might go? No, no, I literally I've gone off it all together, and I worked for the papers for years. My father walked from, my grandfather walked from, so we were always brought up around those. And literally, I tell you, in the last five. Since social media has really taken over and all this nonsense started, I've tended to stay away because it's nothing but everything's catastrophized now. The world is going to end in a day or two. That's, that's constantly it. But they won't, give, they won't give you the other narrative. No, it's not. But my, the, social the media, really. Jason, can so, be just as bad. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean. I stay away from it. I'm not on any of that. I've never put a tweet out in my life. Okay. I couldn't be asked with the whole thing. Never use Twitter. I've never, I, I couldn't be asked. I, I scroll through, say, if I'm watching these films. You know the way the news feeds come up? I tell you where most of them actually come from. I want to find out what's going on over in the Middle East. I'll just say that. I seem to find them pretty yeah. straight. They just report what's there. They let you see the real pictures of what's really going on. And they, you know that type of way. Any of these... RTEs, BBCs, guys, they all have a political agenda. It's surprising, actually. I've heard so many people say they watch Al Jazeera News. I, yeah, I, I, I have to, I've never watched this, but I, I, I'm surprised. No, actually, do you know something? You should. It's very, very informing. Very, and there's a lot that they are telling you that's really happening that you will not find anywhere else. Well, that's yeah. interesting, actually. Dave, do you watch any foreign news channels, Dave? Um, Al Jazeera, actually. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah I, yeah, I think that's just the way it's going. They're a lot more impartial. They, they don't feed us this nonsense that we're being fed by our own. I mean, just open up your Facebook and you know what comes to it. You see the stories after the stories. I mean, it's snowing every day. The week according to the bloody Daily Mail, if you, if, you, if you go on, if you go online, you know that way. The next big visit is just around the corner. Mm. Um. So no, I think they catastrophe everything as I said. You will not put a negative spin on anything Ireland anymore. I mean, the immigration thing is a perfect example. They will not have a bad word. It, it's it's quite bizarre when you think that, according to the Red Sea poll, the vast majority of people, over 76% of people, believe we should stop allowing people into the country because we've let too many people in in one go. And look, again, I reiterate, we should help and support as many people as possible, but there's a limit to what we can support, and even Leo Varanka believes that now. And yet, we don't hear them talking about it in the media. It's like it's a, taboo, it's like it's a taboo subject. You know what I mean? They're, they're not allowed. 
because yeah, I, I, I just find this the most bizarre thing in the world. Dave, do you find it bizarre that some of the things that we talk about a lot, you know, what, what I call water cooler topics, and that's what we call them in radio anyway, water cooler topics, things people talk about at the water cooler or talk about in the pub, you just don't hear in the media anymore. Yeah, but like I, I'd imagine like like the political class, um, and say even like uh, like a lot of people in the media, it's almost like they have this kind of like symbiotic relationship where you're in the media and you start causing ructions or you start asking stuff about this, and you know you're linked to like a national newspaper that's known to be friendly to these particular politicians, blah blah blah. blah. It could be career suicide, you know, like it, it, you know probably I was just that like um, people in charge in politics, like. They know what way the winds are blowing uh, in regards to immigration and other stuff. And they probably know the next election is going to be like, you know, lights out, night, night over for them. But they're hoping to get a nice cushy job in Europe after You know, so... But but here's the thing, as as Eric rightly said, that story about the ISD or the, um, from, about disinformation, that report that came out, is the kind of top story today. Yes, the, yeah. One of the big stories over the weekend, which was only in the Business Post, and surprisingly enough, um, some people have suggested it was removed, but it's back up again. Ireland to be liable for more asylum seekers than most other EU countries under a new pact. Now, this is a new pact because Ireland, of course, has the second highest GDP, which is on the edge, uh, in Europe. So because of that, we will now have to take in more asylum seekers. This is a pact that's been signed by our government, right, or will be signed by our government and Minister for Justice. So, But the point is, that story should be in the news. And it should be right up there. Yeah, should, but you won't hear that story. There should, be, into, yeah, there, that, there should be one of the biggest news stories out there as well. Yeah, no, I know. I, I get that. And it, it's even, guys, going back to what you said like, about Ashley um, uh, boyfriend with his, um, with his statement. And they're probably like, oh, well, we better take this out because we don't want to feel racism and hatred and stuff. But when people find out that that's been taken out, I, get, I, I, I bet my, my week's wages on it that that's the kind of stuff that contributes to, to racism and hatred towards immigrants because people are thinking why are they taking this out is there some sort of like a, a grand conspiracy there do you know like that fuels it more than anything else because it's like we're treating uh, people like we're children and that uh, you can't give us all the facts and let us make our own minds up you know we, we we have to be catered for because we might get mad and we might be mean to immigrants well unfortunately that's what happens is they 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 would suggest that that kind of story encourages hatred now, mind you, it does encourage hatred for certain individuals exactly. out there, but not for everybody. Everybody reads it with interest, and everybody's entitled yeah, to basis. Yeah, but think of, like, um, say we go back to, like, September the 11th, or, say, like, the terrorist attacks are in Europe there um, a while back, right? These are the same media corporations that were posting stories that weren't exactly true, but were basically had, like, and people I know, intelligent people I know, thinking we're all going to be under Sharia law in 10 years. You know, and the world is coming to an end, and the next terror attack might be in a village near you, somehow, somewhere. Because this is the kind of stuff that gets engagement. It's the reason why, if you go on Facebook, you're more likely going to see something that pisses you off than something, or some wholesome story that's going to make you smile. Because human beings, we engage more when we're angry and pissed off about stuff, as opposed to when we're happy and contented. Okay, well, stay there. Let me just go to Sean as well. Sean, hi, how are you? Hi, you know. How are you doing? Nice to talk to you, Sean. What, what do you want to say? I need to apologise first on, on two fronts. One, I, I'm 40 years of age and I've voted Fianna Fáil all my life. Oh, well. And that's... two, I was, I, I was one I was one of the Tibbers East Brigade with vaccines and lockdowns and everything else. I, I pissed off just about everyone in my own family and friends over the, over the couple of years. All right, okay. Can you do me a favour, Sean? Your phone is a little bit... It's a little, your phone is a little bit muffled. 
So maybe just talk back from it. I don't know whether you're on a speaker or you're on a hands-free kit or something. It's a bit more that better. Fun. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I suppose the the start for me, I was watching Claire Byrne a couple of years ago during COVID, and I have the tablet open in front of me on Twitter as I as I normally do, and they announced poll results on public appetite for another lockdown, and RT had us in support, whereas the live online poll and Twitter had us. The opposite yeah. kind of got me twigging and got me thinking. And, you know, two weeks later, then Fianna Fáil Park coming into it, they had a show on why not to vote for the opposition when their their sole purpose was to hold the government to account. And then a couple of weeks later, I read that RT have signed up for a, a charter not to question the green agenda, not to host anyone online with, with any kind of green or climate change denial. So they're three of the most important topics in the country at the moment. You've got yeah. climate change, politics, and our health. This idea that anybody, yeah, this idea of the, the, in my view, there's no such thing as a climate change denier, because the climate does change. We're all well aware of that. The climate has been changing for millions of years, um, and has changed many times over those millions of years. It's probably extinguished, or, or should I say, annihilated human beings many times over, according to some theories. But the idea that you can't have somebody on to debate as to why the climate changes and what impact we may be having on as human beings or to have scientists on that may dispute what some other people are saying and they're not allowed on is ridiculous. But that's RTE. But that's RTE. Have, when we only have one side of an argument, we can only come to one conclusion. I think it's a big problem. My mother is 69 and she gets all her news from... Or TV three. Yeah, imagine her watching that. Imagine her watching that joke of a show they had on the other night, that docudrama, whatever the hell it they was. Are, they have her scared out of her wits now. Yeah. If it's not climate, it's you know the traffic problems, the transgender issues, the the COVID. They have her absolutely scared out of her wits. And there's very little truth in it when you when you really dig down. It's always one side of the one side of the show. Um, I find it very hard to trust anyone at the moment. I think there's a real appetite in the country at the moment for a new station, whether it be TV or, or radio, mm. but something that equalizes out. I mean, get yourself together with John McGurk there and get something up and running, will you? <laughs> Gripped radio. Gripped Nile Boyle and radio. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to shut us up. They, they tried to shut us up. I, I'm liking that, Sean. Yeah, I'll, I'll chat to Gary about that one. Um Sean, so where where do you go for your news? If, if you hear a story or one of your mates texts and says, "Oh, did you hear such and such happened?" and you want to just clarify it and have a look, where would you go? Where would you where would you look? Would you look on social media or would you look at you know the journal or Gript or RTE or Independent? Where would you strange. go? I always found that RTE were biased enough, but on the really important issues, I thought I could go and trust them just for the basic news. And like I said, since COVID, I actually trust the likes of yourselves. At least I'll get you know, Adam the offended on to counteract every other one's point of view. At least I'm getting two sides of the story, a bit of a bit of balance. If I go on to the Grip website, they are incredibly biased, but they will put every single fact right there in front of you. I don't feel I get that. You mentioned the Ashton Murphy statement there last week. Yeah. And bits pulled out. At least when I go on to the Grip website, it was there. In black yeah, it was there. Yeah. And I can make up my own mind. The, sa- the same but, yeah, uh, as John McGurk rightly pointed out earlier on. This, this new report that all the stations are covering today, the ISD, report about misinformation and disinformation by Eva Gallagher. This particular report, all the news stations are all carrying it, but there's no link to the report. The only one that actually has a link to the report, from what I can tell, is actually Grip Media, where you can actually read the report and see some of the nonsense that's actually in it. Well, I can't wait till it gets up and running. This new misinformation commission gets up and running, because I think there's a, a fairly hefty portion of Ireland now who don't trust the media will be quick enough to 
to tag misinformation and get complaints in about the, the regular mainstream media at the moment. I think well, I wonder, I wonder, will they accept it? Box. Well, if they go in, they're in writing recorded. You'll imagine he'd like the, the data protection commissioner to be a case number assigned. Regardless of anything, it'll create a workload they have to deal with. Okay, but do me a favour, just stay there for a second, Sean. Let me just go to Patricia as well. Patricia, hi, how are you? Hi, how are things? Good. Um, no, I'm in Killarney, County Kerry. Okay. And I don't trust the media anymore, unfortunately. I don't trust my local media radio station either anymore. And it's a shame because they were always great. But during mm. COVID, they all sing from the same hymn sheet. The branded people, murderers, they would pass on a disease, they would kill your grannies. A lot of people done their own research into the vaccines and they looked at their own medical issues and said, no, this is definitely not for me. Okay, that's but their choice. Yeah. Government media, that was their choice. Government media did not take that on board. Local media did not take that on board um, as their concerns and they wiped it. That was one issue I have. The second issue I have regarding the national and local media is <clears throat> they don't believe the local people. Here in Killarney is a prime example where almost 300 male immigrants came into our town. Um, we had major issues and everything was brushed under the carpet. And well, what, sort, what sort of issues did you have, Patricia? I'm just curious now. What sort of issues did you have when the population increased? <laughs> in the town of young women being intimidated, they were being grabbed sexually, verbally um, words being used to them they were assaulted I can go as far as saying that there were rapes no point in saying they're not I Were, were they reported to the guards by the way? Were those rapes reported to the guards? I believe I was told by one young woman that yes okay. she was from out of town, she came to Killarney for a weekend. Well, well let's hope now, the guards she got to deal with that and I hope they do I hope so. Yeah um, there was a young woman stopped going home from work by three males. She froze on the footpath that night. She couldn't move. Um, there were no resources. The radio station denied it. Um, Blakely denied it ever happened. So the councillors. And I told them it was completely true and they said it wasn't. And I okay, said, well, I, from my point of view, I don't know the story, so I can only take your no, word no, for it. But I'm, no, I'm no, sure no. there are other people of you different views. Yeah. What I'm going to say is, she was my daughter. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. She was my daughter. So I could clarify it, and they denied it. And I think it's totally wrong to take that as truth, that Minister McEntee can come out and say there was no instance in Killarney. The guards can come out and say there was no instance in Killarney. We had a knife attack in the Killarney Hotel. Eight men were arrested. One is in jail. Is that not an incident that happened in Killarney? Well, I'm sure there are many incidents similar to that probably happened in Killarney. Yes. You're right. You're right. So what, but, 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 okay, but, the, but I want to, I want to, um, by the way, can I just, I, I am taking on board all of your concerns in relation to the different issues in relation to COVID, immigration, yeah. and all the different issues. So your point is, is that you don't trust the media to reflect your concerns? No. No. Definitely not, because there, there are local concerns. I went to a meeting in Killarney here last Sunday night with councillors, Minister Foley. I was given a microphone. It was taken off me. I was shouted down by councillors, public agenda, or political agenda. My concern to Minister Foley was the HSE has cut their funding and will we get any extra help for hospitals or lack of doctors and services in Killarney? And I was branded right wing 
because it was cast as being a political agenda at that meeting. There was a mar- there was a walk in Killarney on Saturday for the 70 men that are coming into the town in the B&B. Regardless who the 70 men are, there's an elderly woman of 90 years of age living right on the doorstep beside that building. And there's no concerns taken into consideration for this woman whatsoever. As I said, regardless of who these men are, we have three direct position centres in Killarney. We have been more than welcome, more than welcome for the last 40 years with our asylum seekers in Killarney. And I'd like to stress that. But it's all wrong. And there was a young woman at that walk and she produced an Irish tricolour flag at the tail end of that event. And she was verbally attacked by one of the organisers and reported to the guards that she had produced an Irish flag. Isn't that, isn't that terrible? Ireland must be the only country, well, certainly the Republic, anyway, is the only country in the world where you produce a flag and you're patriotic that you can actually be arrested. I mean, imagine that in America, for example. In America, every time you drive to a, you know, a nice housing estate or whatever, they have flags hanging out their windows, American yeah. flags. They're very proud of their flag. We should be equally as proud of ours. I'm sorry, I'm kind of rushing everybody in because I have so many people to get to, and I do apologise, Patricia. I'm not cutting you short, but I get the point. But Patricia, can I ask you just one question before you go? Yes. If you hear something through the grapevine from a friend or whatever it is, something serious that's happened, where where would you look for your news? So would you go to the Indo, the Journal, the Gript, or to ye, your local radio station? Obviously not, because much you're telling me. Um, your local newspaper. Where would you look for your news? I would actually go on to the likes of your show and Grip and all the rest of them. And then I would do, also do my own research as regards the HG websites and everything else to see what's formally out there and what's policy behind them. Okay. All right. Okay. So you'd, so you'd go to a few and I then research. find the truth out yes. somehow. All right. Okay. I, I got to go to Cormac. Cormac, hi. How are you? Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm very well, Niall. How are you? Good. Cormac, do you trust the media? Good. No, I certainly don't. In fact, I uh, did a tweet this morning in relation to the Claire Byrne show. Uh, my only concern, Niall, is in relation to public broadcasting. Because if you believe in freedom, you know, private radio stations are free to do what they like, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. The real issue is public broadcasting. If you take a situation, for example, it's been reported widely in the United States that 65% of the population of the United States of America are not aware there's an impeachment inquiry going on in relation to Joe Biden with some of the most serious bribery allegations ever made against a U.S. politician. Nobody in Ireland apparently seems to know about it. The Claire Byrne show this morning and RTE as a public broadcaster, two commentators pro-Biden, not one mention of the disaster at the Mexican border, not one mention of the wars that have broken out again under Biden and Lincoln. Every time Lincoln is in office, there's wars, and not one mention of the impeachment inquiry. Therefore, the bulk of the Irish population are not aware that the current US president is the subject of the most serious bribery allegations ever made in the history of the United States against any politician. The quantum involved is $5 million and uh, 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 something like 22 offshore bank accounts and the Irish public are not aware of it and RTE or News Talk or any of the other major stations in this country have reported on it. 
Well, so he's, the, he's the, also been in possession of classified documents too, and and you know when Donald Trump was in correct. possession of classified documents, not only was he yeah, brought to, uh, is he being brought to court, but it was covered in every radio station and every news channel. Now, what what is the 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 uh, well, what I find, well, sorry, you're one hundred percent right, Cormac, and I'm I'm listening to everything you say, and what I find bizarre was. When Donald Trump was in power, and let's say, for example, just give you one example, let's build a wall, for example, the, the very famous phrase, let's yeah. build a wall. Of course, this was all over the, the media. It was all over every news station. every, And more or less, it was indicated that he was some sort of racist because he wanted to build a border and build a wall. Yet Joe Biden said exactly the same thing two months ago when he realized the crisis yeah. Uh, yeah. at the border. And nobody raised an eyebrow when he said it. Sure, that's grand. Because you know, Joe says uh, it. You know, an interview of Claire Byrne this morning, six million uh, people have crossed the Mexican border. Two and a half million of them are illegal. It's been demonstrated that uh, at least 150 of them are, terror are known terrorists. In a world that's uh, uh, in chaos at the moment under Biden and Blinken, uh, as usual under these two politicians, uh, the Irish media is, uh, as a public broadcaster, or she's a public broadcaster, is a disgrace. The uh, public, the the broadcasting authority should be disbanded. We should well, they're, well, they're gone. Actually, they're not called the they're not called the BAI anymore. Now I don't know what they're well, called. Whatever them. they are, yeah, whatever they are, they have an infrastructure big enough to run a country. I think they've upheld about three complaints in the last two years, and we need to disband that authority and appoint an ombudsman who possibly could be a retired Supreme Court judge to monitor public broadcasting in this country because. RTE needs to be disbanded. The public broadcasting division, in my opinion, should be placed in the hands of a private entity controlled by the government. And we should get rid of RTE altogether. Well, when you say a private entity controlled by the government, well, then it ceases to become a private entity, doesn't it? Well, no, it can be, a pri it can be privately managed with guidelines from the government and an ombudsman monitoring its performance. Okay, well, I, I do get what you're saying, and I always believe, by the way, the Broadcasting Authority should have only had uh, guidance over RTE. I don't believe public radio and public television needs the Broadcasting Authority. Apart no, it from, doesn't. Apart, apart from it the, totally. Well, apart from whatever their, their obligations are under their licence. But that's a whole different kettle of fish. You could have an ombudsman but for that. I mean, it's absolutely incredible that nobody in RTE has reported on the allegations against the current sitting U.S. president, the chaos at the border. Instead, we get this morning that Biden has had major successes mm. and that he has an excellent cabinet, a cabinet that's overseeing wars all over the world when not a single war was perpetrated under Trump's administration. I think it's going to scare them all next year when Donald Trump probably wins the election. Um, anyway, because I don't, yeah, I think it, there's going to be two runners and that'll be it. Uh, stay th well, actually, do me a favour. Stay there for a second. I've got to go, go to Joe. Joe, hi, how are you? Okay. Good afternoon, I. How are you, Joe? Joe, would you trust the media? Oh, sorry, Joe, I turned you off there. <laughs> do you trust no. the media, Joe? No, you don't. No, no, I do not, Niall. The only media I trust is yourself. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, and I, yeah, because you're the only broadcaster in this country, Niall, that speaks the truth and tells well, it as I, it is. Well, I do want to be fair. It's my truth. So, I mean, there are people who don't like my views, and that's fine too. They can listen to something else. I'm sure there's other shows oh, they I can know listen that. to. But, I mean, it does give people a choice. Yeah, and you're the only, and that's, and that's why I, I, I always listen to you, Niall, for many, many years now. And I always, um, I, 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 I actually would take your words 
more than I would take anyone else's. Because well, I'm glad to hear that. I like to, I like to question things. That's all I like to do. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're and you've been and you've been very good uh, to myself and to many people over the years, especially during the COVID years, because you came out and you questioned everything. And the sad thing about it is, you were the only one that said what you said. What you said about the the way the the government. <laughs> And Neffet were running this country. Mm-hmm. And nobody else questioned it. Like, you had RT there who put the 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 bejesus into people. They scared the bejesus out of everyone. Well, particularly the, the elderly, yes. I mean, there, there were different yeah. ways to deal with COVID-19, but we didn't look at the and different I know, ways, yeah. And I know a lot of elderly people who are still inside in their own homes. They won't even leave their own homes because they're scared of their life of the way RT treated them. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely shocking it is nice. But you know what? It's the same it's sadly the same people who were terrified during COVID nineteen are now terrified yeah. of climate change. It's the same oh, people. Yeah. Because unfortunately these kind of narratives play into vulnerable people's hands because that's exactly they they're kind of doomsday people. They want to hear that stuff. Anyway, besides anything else, they, they don't critically think or maybe they don't get an opportunity to listen to other people who critically think. And that's that's the problem, well, isn't it? They don't, because you saw last year, Noel, during the summer of 2022, when they threatened that there were going to be power outages all over the country, yeah. that there was going to be blackouts, that there was even going to be um, a lockdown on people for turning on their heating. Do you remember that? Oh, I do, yeah. yeah. You had the Irish Independent, uh, the doomsday uh, paper of all, coming out with their own statistics of what the government were going to do. And people fell for that. Now, I didn't fall for it because I knew it was a hoax. Because I knew ever since uh, 2021 that this is all propagated by the woke media to control the narrative in this country. Do you think RT are impartial, RT News? I wouldn't trust RT News to run the Chinese takeaway. Now, they might run a news station. Stay there for a second as well. Let me go to, stay there, both of you. Let me go to Mike as well. Mike, hi, how are you? Is that Nile? It is. Hi, Mike. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, I'm delighted Mike. to talk on your show. You're welcome. Do you trust the media, Mike? You, you asked a question. Do I trust the media? Uh, I say a big no. Capital okay. N. Okay. No. And the reason for that is that the main media in Ireland has been silenced. They're not actually coming out and dealing with the truth. Now, nothing can be truer than official statistics that are issued by our government. And I'm referring to the total disaster on the issue of abortion, people being killed by abortion. Now, over the last three years, believe it or not, 30,000 Irish human beings have been killed by abortion. There's been th- I didn't, I didn't realise there was that many abortions over three years. No, the official statistics from the government. Now, it's actually... Probably the greatest scandal in Ireland since 1922. Mm. And there are people all over the place, officials, sinning by omission. They will not talk about this. When they got the referendum results uh, on the Eighth Amendment four years ago, nobody in government, no politician, ever wanted to hear the word abortion ever again. As far as they were concerned, it was overdone, dusted. But let me tell you, Niall, it's not done and dusted. 30,000, that's 30, uh, 
30 human beings every day are killed by abortion. Every year, you mean? No, no over, three, over three years, 30,000 over three over years. 30,000 yeah. over three years. Yeah. Divide, just do the maths there. Yeah. And that's 30 human beings, Irish human beings, every day. And, and, and it is, I know for people who are pro-life like yourself, that's tragic. Because tragic. they've gone underground and they will not talk about it. And, and at the time, by the way, when the figures were in and around 3,500 per year, um, the pro-choice movement would have had you believe that those figures were never going to increase, even if they did legalise it. Uh, pro-life argued that they would. They've more than doubled. My answer to that, Niall, is we are where we are. Mm. And the big question is, particularly with three elections coming up, the European elections, the local elections, and the national elections, what are they going to do about it? But they're not going to do anything, Mike, because it makes absolutely no difference that there's elections coming up. And I say that um, with some level of sarcasm, because you have an opposition party. Well, you've got people saying we want change, right? They'll vote for the opposition party, most likely Sinn Féin. No, no, I'm not talking about that. There are only 160 legislators out of our 5 million population. And they're the TDs. Mm -hmm. They are the only people out of the 5 million who can change or amend the law. Yep. So that's it. That's the target. In other words, I've given you the data. So it's a case of what are these legislators going to do about it? What are the politicians going to do about it? They're not going to do anything about it, Mike. They're not going to do anything. No. It will be even worse next year, the year after, and the year after that. Yes, probably. Now, do you, I, but what, I, but what, what do you, Mike, sorry just for interrupting you, but what do you suggest people do? Because people are in a catch-22 when it comes to the next, ele- next election. Because if they vote for Sinn Féin, which is a vote for change, according to them the last time around, it's not going to make any difference to legislation. Because Sinn Féin well, are just, are just they're, they're, they sing from the same hymn sheet as the government anyway. No, but we're in a terrible, terrible quandary. I said the greatest scandal since 1922. Mm. Well, you said the fight is not over. You know, I, 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 you said the fight is not over until, until a Conservative Party gets into power in this country. The fight there, is over. Yeah. Well, no, hold on. There, there are people on the sideline. There are uh, pro-life groups who are fighting a battle every day of the week, fighting, fighting, fighting. Oh, I know, I know. You've got Ain2 and you've got a couple of other, you know, outfits out there who will, you know, fight that battle. Well, but you're of course talking about enough. a political party. I'm talking about ordinary citizens mm-hmm. like me. I'm not um, a okay. party political person, except when it comes to election. I've never not voted in an election all my life. Just sorry, Mike, because I have to move on to Morgan as well. And Joe, stay with there too for a second. Um, in relation to the media itself, do you trust any of the media? Only the niche media, people like Gripped, mm-hmm. some of the smaller media that tell the truth. But the biggest one of all who's been in the spotlight and shamed is RTE. They won't give proper balanced coverage to the issue of abortion. Okay, because that's one of the issues, obviously, you have a huge concern about, and I can understand why you would too, obviously. Um, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. By the way, the number is 85 Stay there, please, Mike, if you want to, because I've just got to go to, to Morgan and Bernie. I think it's Bernie first. Sorry. Okay. Bernie, okay. hi, how are you? I'm fine, Niall, how are you? Good. Bernie, okay, so you're looking for a story. Your mate tells you something's happened in the news and you want to find out about it. Where? What news outlet do you go to? 
uh, grit. Okay. If, if, it's, if that's the only one I would trust at the moment, I would go online and re- look at it. I don't subscribe to it. I don't trust any other media outlet, I'm afraid. Okay. And why, why um, do you not trust them? Because I'm sick to death of this, you know, left side, right side. We are all human beings. We all were, we're all entitled to an opinion and uh, entitled to our, our, our thoughts. And yet we've been shut down every opportunity. Nobody's listening to the people. We're shut down. We're told we're either left or right side or wokenism. I don't understand these terms. I'm a human being, and I don't like the way the country's going. So can I not talk about it? Honestly and openly, without having... And none of the, anything you pick up about any story is always lies. Mm-hmm. There's some other backstory to it. There's some side story to it. Nobody's telling the truth. Tell us the truth. Well said. Please. So you feel you haven't been told the truth, or you're not being told the truth? I have not been told the truth. I, I have not been told the truth. And do you ever watch RT I News? To, uh, okay, because RT News is the one pay, you're paying for. That's taxpayers' news. Yeah, I paid my stupid license, and I've been lied to. And they're telling me, talking down to us, we don't have a voice. We are the people of this country, and we want our voices heard. And I don't care if it comes to the left side, the right side, because everybody has a point. Everyone has a part to play. We're all part of the one country. We, uh, whether it's good or bad to hear it, let us say it. Let us be honest with each other. Let us say it. And don't be naming people like, oh, she's racist, or she's this, or she's that, or he's this, or he's that. We're entitled to have an opinion. Maybe if we all put our opinions into the one pot and talked about it. I don't like our government. They're not treating the Irish country very well at the moment. They're not treating the population definitely wrong. There, there is so many things wrong, and we're not getting the truth. Nobody's telling us the truth. Or at least they're telling you their version of the truth. Absolutely. Like, you know, the health service is chaos and a mess. Nobody's talking about that. Anyone who's, you know, so many services like the abortion issue there. We were told there's only a couple of abortions a year. It's turned out we've killed off most of Leitrim by the size. And that's wrong. That's a, like, we're not talking. Nothing is talked about. It's all pushed under the carpet. No, we're doing, you're right. It is despicable that 30,000, as Mike says, potential human beings... Yeah, and like, would you like it if 30,000 of us were, you know, like, it's not right. We haven't sat down and talked about it. We were never given the finer details of abortion. Some of us thought in naivety that abortion would be carried out in cases of extreme, it seems to be a free-for-all now. That's the way well, it is a free-for-all. But, but I mean, the, the, the problem I see with what Mike said there a few minutes ago was 30,000 terminations or pregnancy terminations. My biggest problem with that is whatever about the referendum, and we have to accept democracy to some degree, although I do believe the referendum was flawed, um, what it really clearly shows is we don't have support services for young women who get pregnant. For no, crisis But we have no pregnancies. service for anybody. What about some, somebody who has a mental health service? What's really out there for them now? According to the Mental Health Commission, they're going to be treated and treated. Where does somebody go? Like, There's so many facets and facilities missing and you know, services for people to actually attend. It's, it's a disgrace. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the war in Gaza and we're talking about the war everywhere else. But what about the war in our own country? The people being disbanded and left at the side of the road. Okay, well, 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 hang on, well, hang on, both of you. Stay there, both of you, for a second, because I want to bring Morgan in here. I've only got five minutes. Morgan, hi, how are you? Good, one, how are you? Good. Morgan, you've been listening to Mike, Bernie, everybody on today. I haven't had one single person on that has faith in media. <laughs> you won't find that person in me. Um, what you will find, I, I wish... I genuinely wish I could trust the media uh, because it's it's vital 
to a democracy where people are able to have that independent voice that seeks the truth. And I think that's what everybody recognises. It's easily recognisable that people are being lied to. And so for me, I, I don't trust the media. I don't trust any media by default. I, I don't trust Gript. I don't trust RTE, the BBC, the Guardian. And it's really incumbent upon everybody probably to go into it with that initial thought process that this isn't uh, believable and it's really... But here's the thing, Morgan, you don't don't really have to trust Script or the Journal or the Irish Independent or the Irish Times. They're all private companies, right? They don't ask. You don't have to pay to read the stuff. Well, some of the stuff is behind paywall, but other stuff is not free, right? But you are paying for RTE and that's what we really need to focus on. So when you watch 6-1 News, do you believe it? Do you believe everything they say, um, or do you believe there's a spin on everything? I, I, I don't watch it. Um, I stopped watching RTE and state television maybe 15 years ago. Well, they're um, the ones with a responsibility to tell you the truth and be impartial about it. They're the real... They they're, are. they're meant they to be are, impartial. But yeah, but let's not be naive. They, they don't. So every, no, they don't. every outlet every outlet has its... Um, spin. It's reason better for existing. So RTE is to basically essentially push the state narrative. That's it. Um, it's, not, it's not dedicated to truth. Um, like that's that's the idea people have is that when they hear of a journalist, it's okay. Well, these people are seekers of truth, irrespective of their own biases and their own political mm. positions. They they should seek truth, and that's what people want from the media is to seek truth. And you won't get that from state television. And that doesn't matter if it's a left wing party, a right wing party. It's whatever power is there at the minute will push the agenda. And but you don't. But you don't hear people's opinions either. Because, I mean, no. for example, if this was the Joe Duffy show during the day, I guarantee you there's a heap you wouldn't get on the air. I can tell you now, Mike, yeah. Mike, with the greatest respect to Mike, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to him, he wouldn't be allowed on the air to talk about 30,000 abortions. Of course not. Um, and because, uh, essentially, people are terrified of the truth. Because the truth, while it's beautiful, it's also terrifying, it's horrible, it's disgusting. Um, but that's what we need. And that's why shows like this are vitally important. Um, because I, I do honestly believe, in, in, at your core, is a desire for the truth. Um, well, I mean, my my desire is to give out, my real desire for this show is not my opinion. And yeah, I throw out mine every now and again and I, I start mm-hmm. off the ball rolling every day. But my desire is to give everybody a platform. And I, and I don't care what your opinion is. I might disagree with it. I can challenge it. I can talk about it. But my desire is to give everyone an opportunity to give their opinion because that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, it is important. And then ultimately, the ultimate goal of that should be that the truth, the truth will out. Like. Mm. And we can tell on this show, especially, we know when, when someone's not being truthful uh, immediately, do, usually yeah. when, it, when, it, when it turns to shouting and screaming, which is hilarious <laughs> and, and good fun. Yeah, by times. Be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but really, what we, what we need is the truth. We can't depend on the media for it. We, we need to be better as citizens. Um, we, we, we need to educate our children better. We need to teach our own children if the state won't do it, how it is, what it is to read an article, what it is to know what a... What, what's fault, um, how to identify fallacious arguments. Because um, I feel sorry, sorry for interrupting you, but I feel sorry for people like Bernie, so more so than anybody else, because when I listen to Bernie, she's so passionate about how she feels about Ireland, or the Ireland that she mm. wants for her grandchildren. And yet, she seems broken hearted, you know, with the fact that she's not being given information, she's not being listened to. Uh, sorry, Bernie, I don't want to speak for you in the third party. But... <laughs> I understand that too. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a bitter pill to swallow uh, that you've been lied to. You know? It's essentially, it, it's along the lines of when you find out Santa isn't real. Mm. You know, it's devastating. And then if you're, if you're non-religious, if you lose your faith in Christ or whatever, whoever you follow, then you lose your faith in the government, then you lose your faith 
in your media and people so are totally demoralized. And I feel like I've been... Sorry, say that again, Bernie. On a, on a pause run. Say that again, Bernie, sorry. I said I've been, I feel like I've been completely li- thrown to the, to, the, to the caution to the winds. I have nothing, nothing to show for the 35 or 40 years of nursing I've given. There's nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, well, I think that the, 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 the real lesson is um, it, it, it's going to be true honestly. It's going to be true people expressing their opinions honestly and truthfully, even if they're horrible and disgusting. And through that and through shows like this, people will get to the truth. We can't rely on RTE or, or Grip Media or anyone else. And Grip Media are better than most. They have their agenda, but at least they're asking questions. At least they're not afraid. Well, well they don't hide the fact that they're conservative. I mean, that's but, fine. Yeah. Can I, can yeah, I ask people, the that's people, why people on respect, uh, I think the likes of Ben and yourself and, and anyone who's not afraid to ask a difficult question. And the questions they ask aren't really that difficult. Really, they're, 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 they're not. But they're shocking in this society because um, our press on large don't ask questions. Um, yeah. so, sorry, sorry, Bernie. What are you trying to say there just before I finish? Sorry, go ahead, Bernie. So the people who are on today, do they think, is anyone within the group that's on today brave enough to stand up and form their own power, political party and be straight take the country bit break 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 and rebuild it. Is there anybody willing yeah. to do that? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, come come I'll come in for a minute. Um, I think the system, it's the system that, that's rotten, um, I have to say. Um, I, I, I think really it, 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 it's not going to do much good just to stand up and be a political player, other than just for opposition to get in there and ask questions and get rid of the pure and utter filth that is in there at the minute. Um, no, sadly the independents unfortunately don't have much power. Um, no. They can no. make a bit of noise every now and again, but they don't have a huge amount of power. Now, I know Michael Collins has formed his own party, Independent Ireland, but again, we don't know how well that will do, how much power it's going to get. We need a hope, as you rightly said, Morgan, and I think Mike would even agree, and Bernie, we need to break down the political system in Ireland because it's a complete and utter mess. You, you've got every political party just agreeing with each other. There was a time when political parties were all different and all had different values and policies, and it gave you a bit of a choice. Like in America, you've got the left and you've got the right. You've got Biden and Trump, uh, or Republicans and Democrats. But here in Ireland, they're all cheeks of the same arse, essentially. So you're only hearing the same thing from every single politician. I mean, people are going to vote in this next election, and I know how they're going to vote. They're going to vote Sinn Féin for change, and that's what people will do. The majority of people will do that. Now, I don't know whether Sinn Féin will have enough candidates to form a government. I might need the help uh, of either Fianna Fáil or Fianna again, most likely Fianna Fáil. Um, but in saying that, all you're going to do is get the same government again, because Sinn Féin are no better than either government party. When was the last time you heard Sinn Féin objecting to anything, really, to be honest with you? They're not an opposition. They've been the quietest opposition in the history of state. Yeah, that's how desperate things are, that people are willing to vote for Sinn Féin. That's how much of a hole we're in. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. That's how bad things are. But for so, Bernie, I would say, Bernie, ignore the politicians. Uh, speak the truth to your friends and your neighbours and strangers you meet on the street. Uh, that's where the real power is. Ultimately, it's going to be with the people. Um, us dropping the fear, not being frightened to say, listen, I'm a Christian, I'm against an abortion, I'm for abortion, and let's try our damnedest to keep it rational and reasonable. And yeah. eventually, if we're on the yeah. Nile Boyden yeah. show, well, then let's have a bit of fun. And, and for uh, people to vote. Yeah, absolutely. Mike. People must vote. Yeah. Okay, listen, lads and ladies, thank you, Joe, Morgan, Mike, Bernie, and everybody got involved in the show today. Listen, thank you very much indeed. And I really appreciate you all coming on the air. This conversation started, of course, because we were talking about the ISD. Uh, the ISD is the Institute for Strategic Dialogue. You might have read today in most of your newspapers and on RT News, of course, that the ISD, I don't know who funds the ISD or where it's being funded from, but I'm assuming they get some level of state funding. I don't know. Maybe they do or maybe they don't. Um, it was operated, and this is uh, work carried out 
by analyst Eva Gallagher, Kira O'Connor and Francesca Weiser. One look at those individuals' Twitter accounts, as by uh, John McGurker and Ron, will clearly see that they have their own personal bias. So in other words, what the report is, is people who just don't really agree with their bias. Now, I understand we should never have hatred in society and people shouldn't be going on to Twitter or Facebook and saying things that are hateful, like burn somebody down or kill somebody or whatever it is about a minority. But people are entitled to their views. And just because your view doesn't agree with the government's view when it comes to immigration or whatever it is, that doesn't mean that view shouldn't be heard. But according to many people out there, that's just, that's classed as misinformation. So, for example, if I go on and start talking about climate change and I turn around and I say, well, I'm not a climate denier, I believe the climate is changing, but I don't believe human beings are responsible primarily for the change in climate. Suddenly, I'm a climate denier. I'm not allowed onto RTE anymore because they want to ban alternative views. This is the kind of country you're living in. Now, at the moment, it's not a huge problem, but it's becoming a bigger problem. Now, if you want to live in somewhere like North Korea or China, that's fine. If that's the kind of society you want to live in, where you'll only ever be given one side of things and you're not allowed to disagree with it. Well, that's fine. If you want to live in those kind of, that kind of society, that's fine. But I certainly don't. And I certainly won't be living in a society where I'll be told to shut up. And that's the title of this show. They told me to shut up. For a good reason. So I don't buy into this article. Because this is the same group of people, if we go back in time uh, even further, um, Mark Little who was also in Storyful as well, had the Kinzen Report, which is highlighted by Grip Media, where I was mentioned. Because during COVID, oh my God, I had absolutely the gall to turn around and say that I didn't agree with lockdowns toward the end of COVID. Imagine that. Imagine me saying something like that in media. <sighs> the horror of it all. So the government paid Kinzen to do a report once a month with your taxpayers' money to tell the government that I didn't agree with lockdowns or that other people didn't agree with some of the stuff the government did. They're monitoring people and paying companies to monitor them. This is another report. Now this one, but you won't read it anywhere unless you go to Gript. You'll read an article about the report, but you won't read the report itself. Go to Gript and you'll read the report. They have it there. And to be honest with you, most of it's rubbish. It's just people who disagree with their view. So if you disagree, for example, that a book should be available to children in the Cork Library that talks about anal fisting or whatever it happens to be, or anal sex or whatever it is, well then, if you disagree with that, you're some sort of right-wing loony and you shouldn't be allowed on social media. But if you agree with that, well then it's okay. That's fine. You should be allowed on social media. You're okay. If you agree, for example, by killing all the cows in this country and by taking the cars off the road and never going on holidays on an airplane again, we're going to change the climate you'll be allowed on social media. But if you disagree and think that's nonsense, you'll never be allowed on social media. That's more or less what these kind of reports are saying. That unless you agree with the narrative, you're gone. If you disagree with immigration, heaven forbid that you believe that we should have a cap on the number of people who come to this country. Heaven forbid you think there should be some sort of security checks just to make sure somebody's not a rapist or a murderer before they come into the country. Heaven forbid you feel those numbers should be curtailed. Well then, you're a right-wing racist. I'm sorry. You don't deserve to live in this country. That's what reports will tell you. No. The only way for you to think is that we should have open borders. Now, if you want to live in a country that tells you how you should think, well, that's good. Welcome to the future Ireland because that seems the way it's going. But if you don't, you need to have a voice. 
And we're providing you with that voice every single day from 12, meant to be till 1. It's 25 to 2 now. I don't care how long it takes. We could fill another two hours. But the one thing, the one pattern we had today was that nobody trusted the media. And that's really sad. Particularly RTE. Because clearly they're biased. They clearly put a spin on everything they do. I mean, somebody raised the point in relation to, say, for example, Joe Biden. You don't hear any bad stuff about Joe Biden and RTE News, really, will you? Every now and again, maybe, they'll slip something in, but they'll hide it as the fourth story. If that was Donald Trump, it'd be, it'd be the top story, wouldn't it? Of course it would, because Donald Trump is the, the orange man, is the bad man. Conservatism is always bad, according to the news. Liberalism is good. I challenge you to come on this show anytime and have your opinion. It can be liberal, it can be conservative. I don't care. I just want people to have their views. And other people will challenge those views. And that's what it's all about. So help us to continue to do that, by the way, by supporting our website. Go to our website, nileboylan.com. And you'll see there, there's a subscription. Now, by the way, we don't charge you for watching the show every day. You can watch it for free. You can listen to it for free. Because we understand not everybody has money. So you can listen to it and watch it for free every single day. You can take part for free. We don't charge you for anything. We're asking you to help us. So if you go to the website and you want to watch any of the previous interviews or videos or some of the stuff that we have done that we don't put out live, you can get it there, by the way, by paying for a subscription. The price of a pint of beer, it's not much to ask, but it helps us to provide the electricity. It helps us to provide everything that I have here, all the technology I have here. We're not getting a wage out, but that's for sure. The three of us that work on this show have our own jobs because we couldn't survive, we couldn't survive on this. But I want to give you this opportunity. This has been my ambition to provide this uncensored opportunity for you to come on the air. So please take advantage of it and please support us. If you can, do it now. Don't forget, by the way, every single day, one new subscriber will get one of these, which is called a smug mug. And we give away one every single day to a new subscriber who subscribes on the website, nileboylan.com. This podcast will be available in about an hour and a half or so. All you got to do is go to the website, go to Spotify, go to wherever you get usual podcasts. You can download it free of charge. If you want to watch it, you have to go to our website, nileboyden.com, and click on the video section. You can watch it in there once you've subscribed. Thank you very much indeed for supporting us, everybody who already has, and I hope you've enjoyed your mugs. Loads of people have enjoyed those mugs. And thank you to everybody who listens and views us daily. We'll be back again tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.